Hello everyone, Alan Mischer here from Vitality Explorers with this week's Vitality Explorer news. Uh, today we're going to learn about sourdough bread and how it can be good for you, how to lift weights for your lungs, and why we shouldn't fractionate our lives. Now I'd uh, recommend everybody try to check out VitalityExplorers.com to sign up for a free text message based newsletter that comes to your phone once a week. You can also subscribe to Substack. Uh, where I try to produce both the text and audio of this every week. And uh, Vitality Explorer News is essentially my homework. I try to read 10 to 20 articles per week about how to stay vital, and then we go over three of them. So let's jump right into it. So uh, raise your hand if you have made sourdough bread during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, is it actually true or possible that this tasty treat could be good for you? Well, I, I doubted any type of bread could be good for me. I vigorously avoid carbohydrates as much as I can. Uh, they have a sneaky tendency to embed themselves at my waistline. But I was kind of surprised to find that eating sourdough bread in small quantities can be meaningful for your vitality. Now, here are four reasons. Number one, sourdough bread has been found to improve your gut bacteria in your, excuse me, it can improve the good bacteria in your gut. Sourdough bread has been found to improve the good bacteria in your gut. These bacteria are collectively known as the microbiome. Now, the microbiome is being studied all the time. There's a, a myriad of ways is, that it affects your health. Uh, and the data suggests that eating sourdough can be considered a probiotic, which can result in proliferation of good gut bacteria. Check out the Substack post for further details in an abstract of a paper that goes over that. Now, the second reason um, sourdough bread can be helpful for you is that uh, consistent consumption of wholemeal sourdough bread, which is a specific type, has been attributed to reducing the risk of coronary artery disease, uh, diabetes, cancer uh, in a variety of populations. Uh, again, check out Substack, uh, the Substack post for further details and the references. Um, number three is sourdough uh, bread has a lower glycemic index, and that glycemic index really is this measurement of how much glucose is produced in your blood after you eat something. So regular white bread glycemic index is somewhere between 72 and 90, and sourdough bread is 54, which obviously is significantly lower. Uh, and the reason for this is that the long fermentation process uh, lowers the starch con uh, content of sourdough bread. So I think uh, sourdough bread can also be considered in a uh, low glycemic index diet, and that can be helpful for controlling your blood sugar. Now, the fourth one is my best reason for, for eating sourdough bread. It tastes great. My wife uh, made her first sourdough bread this past uh, week, and it was awesome. I chowed it down, <laughs> uh, knowing it may help my microbiome, may re help reduce my risk of uh, a variety of diseases, and has a lower glycemic index than regular bread. So that's number one. Sourdough bread can be good for you, and four reasons why. Here's our second discussion for the week, and that is, is there a way to lift weights for your lungs? Uh, and can it help improve your longevity and athletic performance? Now, that's a question that was burning in the back of my head after I read a, 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 a post about it. Um, and I think it's important to kind of um, back up a little bit and understand how we breathe or some of the physiology behind why we or how we breathe. So it's pretty staggering that we automatically breathe uh, when we're awake and while we're asleep. 
Um, we obviously die if we stop breathing, but we never really think about it unless there's a problem such as an asthma attack or a hacking cough. Now, the medulla portion of your brain brainstem is what controls your breathing. It responds to signals in your blood, uh, such as the carbon dioxide level, to modulate your both inspiratory and expiratory muscles around your lungs. Uh, our lungs then expand when we contract our diaphragm and, and the muscles between our ribs, also known as intercostal muscles. And this allows for exchange of oxygen for carbon dioxide deep in the little sacs of our lungs. For those future doctors, those are known as alveoli. Now, we often were told to lift weights for our lung, or excuse me, for our legs or our arm muscles, and I recommend that for a lot of my patients. Uh, but almost no one mentions that your lung function is directly related to your lung muscle function. Now, what's quite interesting is a, a, a paper published in 2021 showed that inspiratory muscle strength training, also known as IMST, uh, is a novel way to improve your lung um, function. And this, um, this double-blind, prospective, randomized, controlled study found that this type of lung training could lower your blood pressure. It also, fascinatingly, lowered the systemic markers of inflammation in your blood. And one of the most important ones, C-reactive protein. Now, here's the study pro protocol. Quote, all subjects uh, performed 30 inspiratory maneuvers, that's five sets of six, with a one-minute rest between the sets, six days per week for six weeks. The subjects then used a breathing device that increased the resistance when they were doing the maneuvers that were variable. Uh, the intervention group had higher significant resistance than the sham group. And again, the data and, and um, references are in the Substack post. And you can also see a chart there that shows that the respiratory muscle group that was working uh, versus the sham had lower blood pressure at six weeks and also, interestingly, six weeks after abstaining from the training. Uh, so this data suggests uh, you can lift weights for your lungs in the form of resisted breathing exercises for six weeks and have a sustained positive impact on your overall well-being over, overall well -being, uh, in the, uh, because it lowers your blood pressure and blood inflammatory markers. Now, why is that important? High blood pressure is associated with a myriad of disorders that shorten your life, including cardiovascular disease, dementia, and kidney failure. And interestingly, it can also be associated with erectile dysfunction. Inflammation is also associated with many disease states, including cancer, autoimmune disorders, and dementia. And of course, all of these shorten your lifespan. Now, for the athletes out there, it's crucial to note, note that this inspiratory um, regiment for improving your lung function can also be meaningful uh, in, in, in the context of sports. And a syst systematic review of 21 randomized controlled trials in, and 426 participant, participants demonstrated that respiratory muscle training increased athletic performance and respiratory muscle function. Uh, again, check out the Substack post for the, the references. This Information is not well known, and I think it really needs to be investigated more. And trials are ongoing to replicate these findings uh, or to see if they can be replicated. For now, it seems like um, lung training in the form of resisted uh, inspiratory breathing can improve your function, your lung function, longevity, and athletic performance. Now, of course, do not try any exercise without first consulting your personal physician. It's crucial to use the information in this uh, discussion. Uh, to spark a conversation about how to improve your lung function and how that may lengthen your life and vitality.
Uh, and again, join VitalityExplorers.com for free, specific, actionable Vitality Info Snacks. Now, we're going to finish this week's Vitality Explorer news by talking about why you shouldn't fractionate your life. Um, now, uh, this, this weekend I read a, a post about this equation, and it's 0.8 times 0.2 equals 0.16. Now, that's just the pure math. You can do it in fractions, which is 4 over 5 multiplied by 1 over 5 equals 4 over 25. Now, the question that you know, you know, comes into mind from the um, uh, Owen Varl, a rocket scientist who had this uh, post in a, on his blog, is why when you multiply two numbers, do you get a smaller one? And that question has been kind of scratching at the back of my mind over the last couple of days. And I, I agree with his assessment. I think we are too fractionated in our lives. Uh, that's what he concluded, because when you uh, fractionate your effort, uh, you know, when you're really spending one-fourth of your time, for example, on one task, spending another fourth on another and another fourth over here and yet another fourth uh, somewhere else, say uh, on one of your phone applications, thinking about this or thinking about that, it's, it's a measure of your focus. And I think we rarely focus. And in my Stanford Vitality classes, I try to teach people how to focus. I suggest we pause on purpose and turn off our phones at least 30 minutes every day uh, and try to understand what we should be focusing on to help execute on our purpose. And even though I recommend that, I don't do it as often as I should. And then last week, I forgot my phone at home. I was, uh, and I was going out on a, on a hike, and I was petrified that uh, the world went in if I took a two-hour hike without my phone. Uh, my focus without my phone, however, was awesome. Uh, I, I, I really couldn't check it like I typically do, like a lab rack pushes a, cone cake, a cocaine lever every 15 minutes. Um, but when I was on my hike, it, it took about 30 minutes, but then my brain felt lighter. I started noticing the trees and the birds more. I just let my mind wander. And interestingly, that's when an idea came up about how to solve a difficult problem that had been pestering me. So again, I don't think we should be fractionating our attention as much as we, we often do, even in the moment. We could be double or triple timing something on our computer, on our phone, trying to have a conversation with somebody else. Um, and I think when we do that, we produce less uh, and we are less creative for sure. And so I, I would recommend stop fractionating your life because I think it's killing both productivity creativity, and maybe even your vitality. So I hope you've enjoyed this Vitality Explorer news. Uh, you can post some questions, comments, or suggestions here on Substack, or again, join Vitality Explorers for specific, actionable, scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. All right, dare to be vital, everybody.